What's up, guys? TripDriver101.com. Big Ken here. How's it going, everybody? So, owner operator was broke down and called the company and basically tried to hold a trailer for ransom. So, he's being accused of it and he's being charged with a felony. Let's get down to the details. Uh, owner operator accused of holding a trailer for ransom and charged with a felony. Uh, the truck driver, the owner operator uh, of Great American Transport. Mr. Fisher was hired at R&R Oil Field Services to move a loaded flatbed trailer worth about $75,000 from North Dakota to Texas. After about a day of picking it up, R&R was notified that he was broken down in Bismarck, I believe North Dakota, and was currently in the shop for repairs. According to the charges filed against him two days later, he called the company and asked for a reimbursement of $1,900. Now, he kept calling back several times saying that the trailer repairs uh, were $2,000, $4,000, and going kind of up and down like that. Turns out it was not his actual trailer that needed to be, needed to be repaired because he the trailer was theirs, so he was just trying to get reimbursement. But the thing is, it wasn't the trailer it was actually his truck that had actually broken down and therefore that wasn't their responsibility so they have so he calls them several times like i said and goes up and down prices from 1900 to 2000 to four thousand dollars rnr finally got fed up and they called him and said hey we want our trailer tell us where it's at he replied that he would not give them that well he replied that he was in grand junction colorado and, and but said he wouldn't give them the exact location until he got paid finally it appears that fisher gave up the gave up trying the company to to get the company to pay for, pay him for uh to, to pay him for basically his truck repairs so they eventually got the truck back. The police had to use the GPS information tracking uh, the vehicle, and uh, they were able to get the vehicle back. Fisher will be charged with a Class A felony. And if convicted, he could serve 20 years in prison. Now, let's talk about this kind of something I've seen several times. Owner operators, company drivers, especially in the world of um, uh, containers. Where a lot of guys think, all right, I'm pissed off, I'm mad, I'm going to hold the container or the equipment hostage and you're going to give me money. This does not work. <laughs> okay, you can't do that right now. A mechanic can do it. They can put what's called a mechanic lien on it, obviously, and get money. Uh, you could sue them or unless there's some special law in the state, most places you still have to act accordingly and be professional. And the thing about it, I feel bad for the owner operators out there because you got to think about this guy. Yeah, I know a lot of people insulted him and I was reading the comments down. Uh, this story comes from uh, the Truckers Report and it's a lot of, uh, it's actually a collection of stuff. Uh, story was by Samuel Barradas. I always screw up his name. <laughs> but I, the thing about it is like, it reminds me so much of like, I feel bad for these own operators because it's a guy who got to the point where he couldn't even afford $2,000. He couldn't even get a loan for $2,000. He was that broke. So at that point, you know, he was just desperate. And this was the best lie he could come up with to stay afloat. 
And I feel really bad for the guy. And I'm sure he was one of these guys who went out to the oil field and wasn't able to make it happen for himself. And he ended up getting screwed, you know, and and, you know, let that become desperation. You know, it's just like I remember when I you know I had some fuel stolen from me. One time I was at a truck stop and I just thought I could have woke up in the middle of the night and shot this guy. I could have woke up in the middle of the night and gunned this guy down. You know, he basically risked his life, his his life for what? You know, for what? For for to continue a failing business. And it really was sad because, like I said, because that's not a, a diabolical evil guy. That's just a, a guy who's human and can't face facts that his business has failed. You know, it's over. I mean, you dude, you can't even afford two thousand dollars. You know, so I don't hate this guy. I'm not going to call him stupid and dumb. I, I feel really bad for him. It's like I wish there was a way in the industry that it seemed like there should be a threshold at some point where you have to have a certain amount of money to stay in business. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want government regulation. I, I get that. But it just seems like something to make guys wake up and realize, dude, you're not making it, <laughs> you know, and a lot of guys, you know, it also comes from clinging to that ideology of, you know, old trucks. You know, to me, I think old trucks can be great. Um, I'm watching a lot of guys on YouTube struggle with old trucks. And a lot of it comes from the fact you, if you want an old truck, you cannot be ignorant to the old truck. You got to be a guy that actually understands the old truck. You meet some of the older dudes out here who are making good money with an old truck. They know how to work on an actual truck. They, they, the guys who are successful, they're not running around every 10 minutes to the shop for the most simplest things. You have to understand a truck. You can't be ignorant running around with an old ass truck. It's like being ignorant to a car and you got an old ass car. You can't be driving around a 93 and you don't know how to change the damn oil or something like that. You, you need to know, right? You got an old clunker, right? And this is a problem. This is a mate. This is a problem in the industry. This whole idea of I can own a business and be ignorant to it is just not going to work out for you long term. And, you you know, I, I don't know. You see so many guys failing with that mindset, that determination to me to just be ignorant. You can't be willfully ignorant. You have to educate yourself about your business. And that's how you end up like this guy. Twenty years in prison for two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars. He could have think about it. He could have literally said, this ain't working out. I'm done. Turn the truck in. Let him repossess it. Whatever. Go get a company job. Go to any company, car hauler, whatever he had to do. Run for six, seven months. Probably would have got himself out of his debt problem and could have gave it one more go round. Could have done that. But now, 20 years felony. Possibly. I hope not. So anyway, um, just wanted to cover that and talk about that. I mean, it's just a sad part of the industry. Um, so anyway, another thing I want to talk about today is uh, the part where I go off the story. I'm just going to talk about life and kind of something I experienced today. I haven't bought tires in a long time. <laughs> not, and I'm talking car tires. Last time I bought car tires, I bought a premium brand for like $100, maybe $89. Okay okay brand i don't even remember what it was i got this car and it's got good years on it the good years are old they're dry rotted i need to change them so i'm getting some brand new some getting some brand new tires four brand new tires really three but i, I can i got I had to buy a new one but i'm gonna get four 
So anyway, I'm like, all right, to hell with it. I'm going to go ahead and do what I got to do. Um, I basically, I, um, I go to Costco first one. Costco, this guy's like, uh, it's $500 for brand new tires. I'm like, okay, that's cool, cool, cool. It's about right. What what I thought. Okay, so I go. Now, Costco mostly sells premium tires. They're usually Michelin's um, or or like Goodyear, kind of the mid-range brands. They usually don't sell a lot of cheap brands. Uh, I called Walmart or Sam's Club. They were like, okay, we could, you know, we could do that. But you're looking at six, seven hundred dollars, and it's a six thousand mile tire, which I was—I've never even heard of that. I'm like, what? The, what the hell is a six thousand mile tire? <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, it's all right. So then I go up to Sears. Now, the last time I think I bought some tires from my stepfather, uh, he—I think I—it was for his Cadillac. Now his Cadillac, you know, takes premium tires. Obviously, his Cadillac. That was probably seven or eight hundred dollars. That was a top of the line, top of the line tire, right? Seven, eight hundred dollars. Okay. I go <laughs> in the series and I talk to the guy. He hits me with a I drive a I drive a um a small SUV. Uh not court not like an encore or anything like that, but a small SUV. Um he hits me with eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred Dollars. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what's the what's the mid range? Seven sixty. What's the low range? Seven twenty. Seven hundred dollars. <laughs> Seven hundred motherfucking dollars. Okay, I'm like, for real, <laughs> for real, for real. I walk after we went over them prices. I walked out. <laughs> I walked out <laughs> and I forgot my keys, man. I was <laughs> I was lost. <laughs> I was lost, dog. I couldn't believe it. $700 was the cheap brand. The cheap brand. Now, and these these the thing about it is Sears, right? These are off-brand tires, right? They have the die. Uh, Sears sold their automotive part, I believe, to Die Hard. So they're like, "Yeah, this is the Die Hard brand. You know, you should get the die." They make batteries, dude. <laughs> they make batteries. What did they? What? What exactly did they become <laughs> a tire manufacturer? When did it happen? Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, I I went back to, so of course I went back to Costco, which had a cheaper price. Of course, when I went back, now my estimate went up. Of course, of course, of course, my estimate went up. And he's like, I don't know if I could get the right, you know, type of tire, you know, for your car because of the speed, you know, evolutions. And yeah, it's like, dude, just just get just hit me with the foe, right now. Now we went a hundred dollars above where we were. We in the sixes. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So, I got $600 of tires that they had to order because they don't have a nah, but they need the money now. <laughs> I got, I'm holding on to that receipt, right? Because Costco's got a good return policy because I'm going to get my money back. I'm going to get my money back. I don't want to have to fuck nobody up. <laughs> These tires don't work right. I, you know what I'm saying? These better be the smoothest riding tires I've ever had in my life. I want to feel like I'm riding on pussy. 
<laughs> okay, I want to feel like it's the greatest shit in the world. <laughs> Man, last time I bought tires, dude, it was like eighty nine dollars for like uh, like I think it was like twenty thousand mile tires, right? Cheap tires, but still good. Semi, you know, it's like the low. You know how they give you three, four choices. You know, mid range, whatever. Somehow we went from that to like two, three hundred dollars a tire. <laughs> when the fuck did this happen? Ain't nobody tell Ken. <laughs> Clue me in next time. Oh fuck, man. Anyway, truckdriver101.com. I just figured I'd share that little story with you guys. Oh man. Eight hundred dollars for a fucking time. At Sears. Sears used to always give you the deal. I'm gonna talk about well you can you can get the road work the the um the labor reimbursed. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> At eight hundred dollars, unless that's like a fifty percent labor, uh, we got a problem, bro. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna talk about these the last tires you'll ever buy, bitch. <laughs> the last tires I'll ever buy. You gonna kill me? You threatening me, motherfucker? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh man. Anyway, guys, strictdriver101.com. That shit, $800 for a fucking time. For a car. A tiny car. <laughs> the hell are you spending if you got an SUV? What are you spending if you got an Escalade? What is your tire bill? <sighs> anyway, guys, strictdriver101.com. <laughs>